Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm is your organic and lanolin-free answer to sore or cracked nipples, and we'll hear more about that later on, but right now, Diane has our review of the week. I do have our review of the week, and this came from an email, and it is from Crystal, and she says, Hi, Diane and Abby. My baby is nine months old, and I've decided to start incorporating formula into our rhythm of breastfeeding and pumping for daycare since four months old, and purees since seven months old. I could tell that this transition was negatively impacting me emotionally, so I found your podcast last week in a search for resources about weaning. My husband and I moved a few weeks before finding out we were pregnant, so we have no family and no regular accessible close friends nearby. Your podcast is amazingly reassuring. It's reassuring not only for this transition, but also for many choices I've made about letting my baby eat and sleep on demand, accepting and meeting his need for comfort, sucking and snuggling, and breastfeeding in public or in my parked car. Thank you for your candor, for telling me and others that it is normal for, in this, for this season of life to be unpredictable and unregimented, for affirming the decisions that I make while being attuned to my baby and myself are good. Feeling more confident and capable because of you, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. That's, That's awesome. wonderful. Yeah, it is really. And I love how she said that, like, you know, this season of life is unpredictable and unregimented because that really, like, totally sums it up. That's even, like, kind of what we're going to talk about today. You know, just how unpredictable and how unregimented and just you have to just roll with it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like there's no way to predict what's so unpredictable. Yeah. And there's some things you can predict. And then when that doesn't happen, like, I don't know, there's nothing, there's no reason that we ever even know, really. No. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. But thank you so much for the email. And send us your reviews. Like, Crystal sent it through email because she doesn't have access to iTunes. We love them on iTunes because it really helps the podcast a lot. But we love getting the emails, too, and just kind of, like, hearing all the things that are going on. And one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast is because people are really disconnected now. You know, they're like, like she was saying, she doesn't have family near her. She doesn't have a lot of friends near her. They had moved. She's just settling. And it's hard when you're kind of out there by yourself and you don't know who to trust and who to talk to about what's going on. So true. So definitely. Thanks for reaching out. We love to get your reviews. And this week, what are we talking about? Yeah. So, um, we thought that we would talk about probably all the things that's going on in your house right now. Um, of, changes that are going on with breastfeeding right now during this health crisis and probably i would imagine that what was happening before has changed now like whatever breastfeeding behavior your baby was doing before it may have changed they may be breastfeeding more they might be having trouble sleeping they might be you know feeling like stressed and you know (laughs) all these things that we're experiencing too yeah. Um, your baby is going to, you know, we think like, well, their babies, they don't really understand, but they totally understand. They can feel the change in routine. They can feel the stress. They can feel, they certainly know if you were going to work and you're not anymore, like that's very different, you know, and for you and for the baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to talk about what all of those changes might be looking like and whatever they are, they're normal. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot of like 
do this and it'll get better for this kind of thing. But no, we'll, we'll totally I mean, support you because it, it's I will, there. I will say that the more that you meet a child's needs, the quicker they will move through whatever phase they're going through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that goes for a crisis as well. I mean, if we're, you know, if they're feeling supported and their needs are being met, which means, you know, giving them validation for their feelings and breastfeeding them on demand, you know, and if they're breastfeeding more, that's okay. Um, but the more that you meet your child's needs, a baby, child, uh, you know, think about yourself, the more that this stuff is validated and your needs are being met, the quicker you move to that next phase. And it you really... know, and it's not, it doesn't mean that the crisis is over. Right. But you're, you're, you know, your child can move through and cope with their stress better. And that's something that's you're going to be giving them for their life. Because it's like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is the biggest thing we've ever gone through. This is our World War Two. This is our, you know, the biggest thing ever. Well, let me tell you, that's what we said about 9-11. Mm-hmm. And here I am again, 20 goddamn years later, going through this crap again. And, you know, it's not there's going to be something really huge, maybe many things that your child's going to go through and they're going to learn. They're learning now about their bodies, about stress, about how to cope with stress and um, about relationships and how relationships can help them, you know, deal with stress and cope during these times. Um, And so that starts now. And it doesn't have to be like like you're just saying that. um you know, there, there could be other big things that happen that they're going to have to deal with and stress-wise. And maybe that won't be worldwide. Maybe it'll just be in your family. It to be know? a family crisis, yeah. And totally. And we went through that, you know, in the last year, we lost three fam- very close family members. And, um, you know, a year ago was my dad and my mother-in-law within just a couple of days of each other. And the way my kids dealt with it, they were kind of taking my lead, you know, like, yeah. and it's really, that was a horribly, horribly stressful time for all of us. And, um, they really just kind of like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine what your child is dealing with when you're dealing with it too. You know, it's really hard to focus just on what they are, what's going on with them when you're trying to deal with your own anxiety and your own stress about the same thing, Mm -hmm. but it's there, you know, it's there and they just, they're kind of like, depending on you, you know, they're totally depending on you. They're learning everything from you. And the older kids, too. I mean, like, from the, from babies to older kids to, you know, the, everyone around you and your family is learning how to deal with an emergency mm-hmm. by watching you right now. Yeah. No pressure. Right, right. <laughs> but seriously, they are learning from you how to deal with an emergency. And, you know, if you have days where you're freaking out and you're crying and you're having a panic attack, that's okay because that's a normal response to a crisis. That's totally normal. But what you do with that, what you're doing while that's happening, they're going to learn to do when that happens. Right. You know, so if you drink yourself into oblivion, they're going to learn that that's how you cope. If you cry, if you, you know, reach out to the people around you and talk about your feelings and, you know, you validate each other's feelings and give each other's feelings space and, you know, that's, they'll learn to do that too. And it really, there's nothing wrong with being like, you know, mommy's just having a really bad day. 
Absolutely. You should totally do that because they'll learn. They totally learn. They bad days are are always going to be there. Uh-huh. And saying, I had a bad day. I'm sorry. You know, we're going to try again tomorrow. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And no, I mean, pretending like the bad days don't exist, kind of wishing it all away, sweeping it under the carpet. This is what I grew up with. You know, just pretending like all those feelings and all the stress and all that stuff wasn't there, just not paying attention to it. Like, that's, that is not helpful. Oh, that's horrible. Trying to hide it from them, trying to, you know, trying to, you know, pretend like nothing's happening. That is not what we're doing right now. Uh -uh. We need to be very honest. You know, this is a stressful time. This is a global crisis. The whole world is going through something right now. And, you know, it's scary and it's fair and they're grieving. Let's talk about the grief that kids are going through right now. I mean, babies, you know. Maybe not so much, but the kids, you know, that were maybe in school that were, you know, seeing their friends that had this routine, you know, to go out and see people and that's completely gone. They're grieving and we need to be like really open and really honest and really, you know, clear and not hide these feelings. Yeah, I, and, you know, I think that would be really hard because they don't necessarily understand I mean, they get probably to a point, well, why can't I go see my friends? But I think it would be really hard to wrap your head around the whole enormity of the situation. And when you're five years old or six years old, and all of a sudden you just can't go to school anymore, you just can't see your friends anymore, you can't hang out with people, you know, like it just, that's a huge disruption of their little lives. I know. And that's what I have a five year old and an eight year old. And it's, you know, the eight year old gets more. I mean, he and he can say more. He can say, like, I miss my friends and I'm really upset and all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually can't, you know, I mean, I try to explain to him, you know, we say like new germs are here and it's making people really sick. And, you know, and then we also talk about, you know, staying home so we can protect our neighbors and how, you know, healthcare workers are working really hard right now to help people. So we want to stay in so that, you know, we're not also getting sick and overwhelming the hospitals. And, you know, I, I mean, there's certain things that, I mean, Exley doesn't understand any of that. <laughs> Jack gets that. Jack, you know, if I explain it to him, he gets it. Exley's just like grandma comes here every Wednesday and I haven't seen grandma in two months. Yeah. You know, like that's really upsetting to him. And I just, you know, you have to break it down like as simple as I can and say, you know, meanwhile, I can hear him right now. I'm talking. I can hear him screaming upstairs, which isn't necessarily like that uncommon. <laughs> but like during it's more it's been more that we've been in the house. You know, it's yeah. really. And on top of it, we're all in the house. Right. You know, and I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of essential workers that listen and they're out and people can't stay home because they have to work. And like, I totally get that. But and that's stressful in and of itself. You know, that's even more stressful, I think, having to go out there now and not knowing what's going to happen. And and then you have families that are just stuck in these, you know, in a little house in the city. And, you know, there's nowhere to go and everyone's stressed out. And and it's snowing in April. <laughs> OK, and let's uh, we'll be back in just a second. Let's talk about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. If you are struggling with sore nipples, you need pain relief fast. And when sore nipples turn to crack nipples, forget about it. It's enough to want to call it quits. Damaged nipples can cause real problems with success- successfully breastfeeding your baby. 
Check with a lactation consultant that your baby is getting a good latch and get some Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm. Nipple Nurture Balm is formulated to soothe, protect, and heal sore or cracked nipples. This nipple balm is made with organic herbal ingredients and combined with natural moisturizers to help provide relief and to heal affected areas and even prevent cracks from reappearing. Nurture Nipple Balm alleviates the discomfort so the joy can be restored to your special bonding time. It is safe for both parent and baby, and there is no need to wipe it off before breastfeeding. Head to Fairhaven Health, that's F-A-I-R-H-E-V-E-N health.com, and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your order. And we know that a bunch of you are using this code, so please go ahead and use it. It's great benefit to you just for badasses. Badass for 10% off your purchase at Fairhaven Health. And all of our sponsors and uh, their links and the promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com along with all of our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes and our show notes uh, with information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as information about scheduling your online lactation consultation with Diane, which might really benefit you right now as we are not being able to see professionals in person. So give Diane a uh, shout out at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and she can be your lactation consultant. And now we can get back to our conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that not everybody lives in these cities that we are in, but it has snowed more than once this month and I'm over it. Yeah. But <laughs> when you can't go outside at all, I mean, it's like, okay, you're kind of trapped in, you can't go mingle in with other people. But if you can't even like take your kids out to play, I mean, it's freaking snowing. I know. Yeah, I know. And I have, and, and, you know, and Jack is just like so confused because we went to, you know, I was saying like, we have to stay in and it's, you know, there's certain places that aren't safe to us to go right now. And, you know, the parks are closed and, you know, I said, but we have this down the street, there's a basketball court that's connected to the park. And I said, let's take our bikes down there. Like, honestly, the worst thing that can happen is, I said, and I, it didn't help when I told him this, but I said, I said, nobody's going to mind. No one's going to, it's fine. We can go ride our bikes on the, on the basketball court. We're not touching anything. We're not whatever. Right. We can just do that right around in a circle and then we'll come back just to get out for a minute. And, you know, and I was telling, um, Jack this and, and he's like, I don't understand. Like you told me it's not safe, you know? And I said, you know, we, um, we, um, you know, we, we're, we're, what the what the city is asking us to do is to, like, be smart, to just, like, you know, to take, to, to use common sense, you right. know, to, like, just do what you can, you know, like, I, oh, my God, I, there's, like, a million things I could say. But, you know, and I said, Jack, we have to just, like, use our common sense. I said, the worst thing that can happen is, like, a cop will come and tell us that we shouldn't be here right now. Oh, my God. That is not what you say to Jack. Like, Jack does not like feedback from anybody. Like, telling him, like, you know, oh, you can't do that, whatever. That's, like, Jack's worst nightmare. So he just started crying. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, no, but it's, but I'm okay with that. Like, it's like, it's, it's okay. Like, the worst thing that'll happen is they'll be like, you can't be here. Please go home. Which no one's going to do anyway. They're not right. going to do that. They know if somebody see a cop sees me with my two kids there, they're going to be like, there's a mom who's running her kids. Right. You know, she's running her kids and she, like, they're not going to say anything. No one is going to say anything to us. 
But then I find myself, I'm in this, like, I'm in this debate with Jack and I'm like, oh my God. It is, because it it does, it seems like you're like, he's like, you said it's safe and it's not safe and now it's safe and now you're telling us to be here and like, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh my God, I know it's so confusing. I'm sorry. Oh, it is so hard. I can't, like, there's so much I want to cover and I I feel, (laughs) you know, and I feel for those moms that, I mean, because how many times have you talked to a mom who said to you, I could never be a stay-at-home mom. I need to be out at my job. I love it. That is what I want to do. I'm not one of those moms that can stay home. And now you're one of those moms that has to stay home. Yeah, right. That has to be really, really hard. Or you've got like five kids. I love it. Yeah, I know me too. But I mean, you have five kids that go to school and suddenly they're all in the house all day. Right. And you've got to figure out how to entertain these human beings. I mean, oh, no. And beyond that, you have to figure out how to zoom into what, five different computers for their school right. work? Like, yeah. come on. Oh, my God. That's a whole other 5,000 episodes. That's a whole other podcast. But it's totally different. And, like, you know, mine are. <laughs> Sorry. Lot, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> another podcast. But my kids are a little older. And I'm sure that you're even, you might even be seeing this with yours. And I'm sure, you know, other people are seeing it. We haven't even talked about breastfeeding. (laughs) I know we haven't even talked about breast. Oh my gosh. We will. I promise. But like my kids are older, so they're totally off their routine. And so am I, I'm totally off my regular routine. Like I don't sleep. Like I go to, it used to be, I would go to bed and I would be asleep the minute my head hit the pillow, which isn't always a good thing either. But that would be like, I just done, you know, you're exhausted from the day you're done. Now I'm like, tired but not really tired enough to go to sleep and, and I'm yeah like, what is my problem I'm like, like up in the middle of the night you're just you're home you know like you're not you know it, it's just a totally different routine my kids they're up till all hours of the night yeah like they're totally they're totally off they're you know I go to bed at night and they're up I don't know they come out like little you know like little vampires in the middle of the night and they're out like <laughs> eating all the food. I come yeah. out and there's like all this stuff out from what, you know, the whatever feast they had at one o'clock in the morning, but everybody is off the routine. And I can imagine that if you have small children that are used to being at school all day and that wears them out, that now it's like, it's just not like that anymore. Like the whole sleep pattern changes. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. And so your sleep patterns to get to babies yeah. All of this applies to babies and all of this applies to grownups. Like people, oh this gosh. are grownups who are listening here. So, you know, you all know what we're talking about. Yeah. This is like crazy time and like, you know, it's nuts. Um, and here's Exley. <laughs> Hi, are you looking for something? Uh, where's the magnets? What magnets? The magnets with like the balls on top. The magnets with the balls on top? metal stuff and like in the like metal like jar thing that like oh okay sorry we had to um take a break for a second actually because my kids um are demonstrating what we're talking about (laughs) in the podcast it's like you planned it that way it's like yeah i mean i can't even like i had to we just had to cut a huge portion or not a huge portion but we had to cut a few minutes of the podcast out because my kids we bought these, my mom bought these, um, these little magnet, like stick and ball things that you can like stick together and make different shapes and stuff. Oh yeah. I know what you're and talking about. she was like, you know, I'm going to send you something for them to play with. Cause you know, everybody's just, you know, inside. So I'll send you something fun. And so they've been playing with them. And then, so last night I'm having a hard time sleeping and something reminds me of 
Do you remember those little, they're like called like bullet magnets and they're like the tiny little, um, they're tiny little, they're like a square magnet. They're tiny and they're super strong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're called bullet magnets. And I don't know if you heard, but they're really dangerous for babies. Like if anybody's listening, if you have those, move them up out of your kid's reach because if they get swallowed, they can tear the lining of like the intestines and it's really bad. So Last night, I don't know why I was looking at something. I don't even know what I was like looking at my phone before I went to sleep, which, by the way, is like the worst idea. And something came into my mind that reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, my God, my kids have these like magnet things. And like they're older than like really to swallow things. But like, let's not forget. I don't even know if I talked about this, but it was last summer and actually stuck a rubber band way up his nose. And we had to go all over Illinois to try to find somebody to get it out. <laughs> oh and so I'm like, I don't. And he's actually up at like five in the morning. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, you have to go play by yourself, which he did. And he today he made a beautiful mural on the wall of a giant shark on our wall. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. It's actually really beautiful. I should put a picture of it on Badass Brush Me. Oh, you should. Yeah. I will. Yeah. It was like, and then my, my husband got up, and this is like so not relating to just please uh, forgive us because <laughs> we're just parents. <laughs> this has too. nothing to do with what, but like, yeah. this is like what we're going through. It, it, like, I wake up, and there's like half of it washed off, and my everybody's awake but me and it's half of it is like sort of like tried to be washed off you can tell like they've been trying and I was like and the first thing that struck me was how beautiful this shark was on the wall oh my god. I was like oh wow oh my god Exley is quite an artist um but then he put like a x over it which I think he said meant that the person that the shark ate died oh, um yeah and then like they started to wash it off so I was like well god if they hadn't started to wash it off I would have just left it there because it's pretty cool but Exley says, yeah, we've tried all the methods to try to get it off. And I'm, I'm like, he didn't say that word methods. Like my <laughs> husband must have been like, we well, need to try all the methods to get this off the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh my God. So anyway, so we wake. So I'm thinking about this last night, these magnets and I'm freaking out and I'm like, Exley's going to get up in the morning and he's going to be playing with these magnets unsupervised. And like, I just started freaking out. I was like, what if he swallows one? And ah. so I got up and I, I put them up high so where they couldn't reach him. So now we're recording the podcast. They're looking for them. They're like slowly melting. I hear screaming. I hear screaming over and over again, which is not uncommon. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you like know that my kids are screaming often. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ignore it. And then Exley comes down here. He's looking for the magnets. And then it dawns on me. Oh, my God. They're looking for those magnets that I hid. Okay, well, everybody's up now. My husband's there to supervise them. Let me get them. Jack starts freaking out. Why did you hide them? Why did you put them there? He's screaming crying on the floor like freaking out oh my gosh like everyone's just like everyone's nerves are shot Uh, yeah that's what it comes down to everybody's nerves are shot like yeah i know and like you know this is like these are older kids these are very dramatic you know if you have a newborn if you have a breastfeeding toddler if you have something like that what you may be seeing rather than this you may be seeing somebody who breastfeeds day and night now Mm -hmm. you know or has a hard time sleeping yep and it's not, and I said this, and I said, uh, I'm really rambling on a lot. Um, but we had a, a couple a couple of days ago, every time that, like, so me and Exley sleep in, in the big bed. This is how, like, when you are, like, a co-sleeping family, like, everything just changes all the time, and people end up sleeping in a million different places. Jack was ready to sleep in the bunk bed, so he's been sleeping in the bunk bed, but he doesn't want to be alone in there. Uh-huh. So I try to get Exley to sleep in the bunk bed. 
I don't try to get him to sleep. I mean, I try to get him to sleep wherever he wants to sleep, but sometimes he wants to sleep in there. But when he wants to sleep in the big bed with me, my husband has to go in there to be with Jack. And so like, that's how it's pretty much been for, I don't know, a couple months now. And Mm -hmm. especially when this started, we were like, let's just not, we're going to totally not interrupt anything that's going on now. And Jack was like, every time we went in, so Exley would go to sleep, and when I would get Jack to sleep, we would go in and check on Exley, and Exley, Jack would like curl up next to Exley, and he'd be like, he's so cute when he's asleep. <laughs> and and so I'm thinking, like, he's doing this more and more, and I was like, well, maybe, because we had disassembled, like, the dismantled, whatever you call it, um, the um, family bed. So we just had, like, the queen mattress with no twin mattress nest to it anymore. They were using the twin mattress to, like, slide down the stairs and shit. Yeah. And so I said, I f- said to Jack, I said, do you want to like build the family bed again and like us all sleep together again like i know it's a really stressful time like maybe a good thing would be for us to all be together again and jack was like yeah let's do that i want to do that okay so we built it again everybody picked their spots we're all gonna go to sleep here so we go to sleep it's working everyone's sleeping it's like one in the morning it actually wakes up oh. and i'm like okay let's just go back to sleep because he's you know he still is not like just out cold for the whole night i mean who is yeah um jack's pretty much like just out for the night but Exley wakes up but he usually doesn't talk he usually just goes to sleep again but now everyone's in the bed so it's like oh everyone's in the bed and then he's like oh you know like he's just kind of like oh there's people here so he's up and then slowly he wakes jack up and now i'm up everybody's up till like four in the morning just laying there Exley's jack's getting mad because he can't sleep and Exley won't stop talking and i'm like what was I thinking? Oh, my <laughs> this God. This was like, this is, and I'm having flashbacks to, like, this happening. So then the next day, Jack's like, I don't want to do that anymore. But, like, I was thinking, I was I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know, it's normal to regress. You know, it's normal to have regressions right now. Mm-hmm. And then I second thought myself, and I was like, no, this is not a regression. It's not a regression to, like, go to your family for support. Right. To move back to... Um, you know, a behavior that you haven't done in a while to cope, to be close to somebody. That's not regression. Right. That's a normal coping strategy. That's a normal thing that I hope that when he's 40 years old, he knows that he can come home, you know, to my house. Maybe he won't want to get in bed with me, but, you know, he he, he can come home for help from, you know, he can always come here. And I hope that he, like, knows that. I've totally seen that with my kids too, you know, now that they're older and, you know, like my once my college age son, he spent a semester at a uh, school. Um, it's a low, it was a local school, but it was far enough that he could live, you know, on campus. And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to leave and go live there. And he spent a semester, he called me like every single day, every single day, which was fine with me, you know, yeah. but it was like. I was kind of surprised at that at first, yeah. mm-hmm. but then I was like, oh, this is his, this is his way of dealing with the separation that he thought was going to be so simple. And as it turned out, he hated it and was home by Christmas. So, <laughs> which, you know, was fine with me too. But, um, but I really like, I was not, I wasn't really expecting that, but you see, you do see that. And I, I have, I have a friend, I was I wasn't sure if I should tell this story or not, but I do have um, friends here whose husband was shot 
and um, not killed, but shot in the line mm-hmm. of duty and um, recovered and, you know, went back to work and everything. But a f- couple of years later, there was another police shooting. And that night, her kids all climbed into bed with her because, of course, he's out at work. Uh working this and all her kids who are older teenagers climbed into bed with her because they were just totally reliving that night that their dad was shot. Like it just, it didn't have anything to do with them that second time around, but it was so stressful. They were triggered, right? They're triggered Mm -hmm. and climbed back into bed with their mom again, you know, which is like, I mean, and thank God they knew they could do that. Cause there are kids who think they can't, I never would have done that. I never would have been a kid. I never would. I would have sat and I did many times sat scared, panicking in my bedroom by myself, not, you know, not feeling like I could go to anybody. Right. And I never wanted my kids to feel like that. Yeah. And that's right. why I would never turn them away. Like when they were old, not older, but when they were like, you know, five years old, six years old, they were still coming into my bed all the time. And I, you know, was divorced. I was dating who is my husband now. And I remember my mom being like, you are never going to get remarried with all those kids in your bed. Ugh. And I was like, well, too bad. Like, this is just how it is. How is that more important than, like, these little kids and their emotional well-being right now? And when it came right down to it, like, my husband didn't care. He did not care that they would, like, he would sleep over and they would just be in bed with all of us. You know, (laughs) me and my boyfriend and, like, all my kids. Oh, my kids. But, you know, like, we knew we were going to get married, so it was fine. But, um, But he didn't care. You know, because, and I never wanted them to think, and my mom used to be like, take them back to their own bed. And I'm like, no, I don't want them to think they can't be with me. You know, I just, yeah. Don't. Sometimes it would be like, you know, because my kids are basically all the same age. So, right. you know, they'd all be together in the same room, and then Jess would come up because she'd be like, Mike, you know, the boys are bothering me, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's like, I've never, I would never want them to think that they can't come to me regardless of if it's a crisis in their own mind or if it's a real like worldwide pandemic right right and i and i and i and i nurturing this yes and this stuff starts now and i say now to all the people who are listening who have got the little newborns or the babies or the toddlers that are nursing right now maybe right the second you've got a baby on your boob Mm -hmm. and you know that kind of the idea that they can come to you that you're a safe place that you are their safe place is that's starting right now that's what you're doing for them like it might seem annoying and that's okay totally okay to be annoyed by that and to be overwhelmed right now those are normal responses all the things yeah yeah I mean like yeah losing your mind and feeling overwhelmed and panic and all that is a totally normal response to what's happening right now but the fact that you are meeting their needs and that you're you know that you're keeping them close to you is like these have lifelong oh my god yeah effects but i do want to say that like we've been talking so much about how nurturing this is and for you know not even just for babies but for for moms too i gotta imagine that like that's your calm time like your quiet time when you can be able to just like nurse your child that has to have some nice relaxing hormonal oxytocin effects for you as well but you're also keeping them very, very safe from infection. Like we can't yeah. ignore how important that is. Is it totally. really? It's a really big part, and your baby is getting. And that's also got lifelong effects, right? That's got lifelong benefits. The breastfeeding now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, it's a really important piece and you're really you're you're teaching them where their comfort is. And that is just that's really an important part. Like Gabby said, like regardless of how old they are, you know, they're still gonna come back to you. At least yeah, that's what you, you want. That's what I want, but you know. Right. I think if you have if you were working on weaning, if you were working on transitioning them to like a you know, a different bed, it's okay to just call that off right now. To come back to it later. Right. You know, you don't need to push that now. If you're like, oh, but we were almost there and we were, had made so much, you know, some, we had made a lot of progress. It's okay. It's okay to just, it's okay to leave that alone for now. And this happens in other areas too. Like I've heard so many times about how like a new baby is born in the family and all of a sudden the potty trained toddler isn't oh, potty trained anymore. Or absolutely. It, like it, that regression is a normal. That is a totally, that is regression and that is also very normal. Yeah, yeah. It's really normal. This might not be the only place you ever see regression. Absolutely. Um, but sometimes regression I think is normal. Regression yeah. is a totally normal part of developing. And sometimes I think, you know, you don't think about the breastfeeding piece as being regression just like oh my god this kid is terrorizing me why all of a sudden does he want to eat all the time again or why all of a sudden is this happening or the baby was sleeping all night why now are they not sleeping all night anymore why they this is just they're not terrorizing you this is the way they're dealing with their own stress their own yeah they feel it they know they know something's going on and they of course can't talk to you about it but they know right yeah it's totally okay and well, I'll get through it. You know, it's just a new normal. And, you know, frustrating as it is for everybody, um, they can't, you know, like you're saying, they can't voice their frustration necessarily. So you got to do yeah. it in different ways. Just keep them close. Yeah. And be kind to yourself because it's really hard. Yeah. It it's is. hard to like kind of keep the whole thing in perspective. But it's, you know. It's okay. You're okay to freak out every now and again. Absolutely. Yeah. If you are not freaking out at all right now, I think something. Is oh right. my God, your head's going to explode. Yeah, right? Like, how gotta... could you not be? No, I don't, you know, like, that's what I think. I feel like, I feel like there's certain things that are, I mean, there's certain things that I don't talk about in front of my kids you know, being afraid of dying, you know, and that stuff. I don't like really go there like with them. Um, I'll save that for my husband. But, you know, to, to just pretend like you're not having any feelings to pretend like, you know, Oh, everything's fine. It's okay. No, I'm not scared. No, everything's fine. No, you know, just, just pretend like you're like that there are no emotions around this. That's not, you might think you're protecting your kids like that, but that's not a good idea. Because that just makes them feel like their their feelings then are not okay. Right, they're not. Validated. You know, it makes them feel that it's not normal to have feelings in this situation, and that's just it, that's that's not okay. Because then they're gonna go their whole lives just pushing it down, pushing it down. That doesn't help us. No, create you know emotionally healthy adults, and that's what we want. Isn't that what we want for our kids? Yeah. And when you start breastfeeding as an infant, you're on that path. Yeah. Whether you realize that that's what you were doing or not. Right. You're on that path. So. Yeah. That's all I got. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Bye.